Hello everyone. Welcome to the episode 15 of Soul Lead Saturday. The guest we have today, Dr. Thomas C. Redman. He is unique in lot more ways. He is known as the Data Doc. He is a president of Data Quality Solutions. He helps startups, multinationals, senior executives, chief data officers, and leaders deep buried in their organizations chart their courses to data-driven solutions and futures with special emphasis on data quality and analytics. His most important article, Data Credibility Problems, received Harvard Business Review in December 2013. He holds PhD in statistics and two patents. Wow, he is truly leading the area he is passionate about. So let's hear his career journey. How did he find his passion and manage to be one of the leaders in the areas he is passionate about? So welcome, Tom, and thank you so much for being my guest on Soul Lead Saturday podcast. Yeah, well, thank you very much for inviting me, Lisha. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, thank you so much. And uh, to start with, uh, when I saw your profile, I came across your profile. I saw that it is completely aligned to your passion. So, how did you find your interest or passion towards the math and statistics? Um, yeah, well, towards math and statistics. I mean, that you know that 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 was a long time ago. I, I suppose that um, I had a certain you know knack for it as a as a child, and and then at some point I I became a Sort of interested in in debunking things. I, I remember there was an advertisement on TV that went, four out of five dentists surveyed recommend sugarless gum for their patients who who chew gum. And 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 I mean, and it just struck me as odd. I mean, you know, the dentists couldn't possibly have that much interest in sugarless gum, right? So you know, how did how did they come up with that? And and so you know, so I, I followed the road in statistics to try to develop a. A, a bunch of tools that I could actually look at things and evaluate claims a little bit more, a little bit more credibly. And and by the way, I mean that's not to say that four out of five dentists surveyed, you know, don't recommend sugarless gum. I, I I'm I'm sure they figured out some way to to make that statement true. But I mean, in the larger context, and mm-hmm. and um and and so that's what led me into statistics. Okay, yeah, that's interesting actually. And then, uh, what do you think that you know one has to do once he, one person finds his passion or the interest in any of the areas? Uh, what steps have to take to pursue that passion? Yeah, the, the, I mean that's that's really an interesting question. I I, I mean for for me, I, I, look, bear in mind I started as a statistician and and then and then I went off to Bell Labs, and. Um, And 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 my job at Bell Labs was to try to help get more bits through the telephone network. Mm-hmm. In those days, there was a big conversion from an analog network to a digital network, right? So, you know, most of your listeners probably don't know what a what a you know what a, what an analog network would look like. But but nonetheless, and um, you know, that's what I was studying. And and what I learned was that that most of the time the network performed really really well. Mm-hmm. Um, Except when it didn't, right? And and so I had this this idea that that maybe we could apply uh, control charts to the running of the telephone network, and and you know control charts were invented at AT and T, and they and 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 they you know made enormous contributions, not just in uh, AT and T factories, but in, in factories worldwide, and and uh, and 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 so I I sought you know I sought sponsorship for 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 that idea and. 
and um, and I failed. I failed to get anybody interested in it. And and um, but then one day I got a call from from somebody who said, "Well, you know, Tom, I don't I don't uh, run the network, but I but I pay these access bills. They're about twenty billion dollars a year. They're they were AT and T's single largest expense at the time, and 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 it's a mess. Could we apply control charts there? And uh, and you know, and I said, well, gee, I, I have no idea. I mean, let's take a look. And and so 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 I I, I, I guess the thing for me was I, I put myself in a in a position where good things could happen. Um, and, and you know, you know, most of the things that you know happened, you know, weren't that good. People told me no. You know, go away. Right. Um, but but a couple of, of, of good things things did. And 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 so for me and, and, and by the way, that has been a repeated theme in, in in my career is 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 the idea to, you know, kind of go out and, and, and look for new things mm-hmm. uh, with a really open mind and and, um, and 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 get over failure. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's easy to say, you know, don't be deterred by failure. I mean, every time I failed, it hurt me deeply. Um, and, and, uh, and so I, I never, you know, I never could, could, could do that, but, but, you know, there was sort of a, a, a sort of a persistence and, and maybe it was sort of, you know, persistence long enough to get lucky, uh, kind of thing. And, and so, you know, two or three times during my career, I, I've sort of, you know, tried to be, tried to have open minds, tried to go out and look for things, tried to push and, um, and, and, and not only not, you know, not really have I, have I obtained what I, what I sought, but other good things happened as a result. Yeah. So definitely if I could have to take away from it, it is more over like be open-minded and uh, be persistent and always approach to the people. Actually, some people may help, some may not, but you don't have to give up whatever yeah. you're passionate about. Yeah, that's exactly right. I, I I think I read somewhere that you know, like to a, a, an entrepreneur, right? You know, as an entrepreneur, it it, it doesn't matter if you fail a hundred times; you only have to succeed once, kind of thing. And and um, and and so you know, so uh, I I don't know that I could fail a hundred times, but you know, certainly ten. And and so you know, the way you said that is is right. Have an open mind and and and, and be persistent. And, Yes. Right. And I, you know, and I think, I think, you know, pretty much everyone concludes that those mm-hmm. are, are really important traits. Um, one thing I think, by the way, is I, I, I don't think you can, at least for me, I, I could not discover my passion mm-hmm. sort of sitting in a room. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I, I had to go out and, and, and experience things and, mm-hmm. and, and see what happened. And, and so, look, I'm most passionate now about data quality. Um, I'm, I'm more passionate about it than I am analytics. Um, and, and the reason is, is I'm just, you know, everything today runs through data quality. Right? Yeah. You, you can't do good analytics yeah. if you can't do, if you don't trust the data. And, and, and so, so, uh, so, so the point I, I'm making is, is I discovered that passion, mm-hmm. right? At, at no point in my in my life would I have said, "Oh boy, I'm gonna wake up today and, <laughs> and do you know data quality." Until until um, well, the fellow at 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 and T who had the problem with the billing had had brought it to mind. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so and, and then one other thing. I mean, let me just say this. I mean, so, you know, you know, like like I I think the the thing that is 
throughout my career has been so satisfying is the great people I've worked with. Um, you know, nobody goes into data quality to, mm. you know, to make a billion dollars, right? They go into data quality because they think it's the right thing to do for their teams and their companies. And, um, and most of them, right, experience such joy when they, you know, when they solve a problem that, that you know, sort of, sort of human dimension of things is, has been extremely important, you know, important for me. Um, and not something I would have predicted when I was 20. Yeah. So, yeah, this is definitely like a useful to know, like how one can take, you know, find his passion and take the steps towards it. Uh, moving towards your um, work experience, actually. So you worked for AT&T Bell Laboratories for data quality solutions for longer time. So would you like to share any kind of experience or the insights? Uh, what did you learn or anything interesting? Uh, well, yeah, let me, I, I mean, I can talk about that for days. So, so let me just, I mean, the first, the, once I got into data quality at AT&T, we, we set up, with, with, I mean, you can think of it as a lab, right, in Bell Laboratories. And for me, for, I don't know, seven or eight years, I had the perfect job for me, which is one foot in these enormous AT&T problems. And I think at the time, AT&T created more data than anybody else, right? You know, Google and Facebook and others mm -hmm. create more data today. But, but um, and so I had one foot in these enormous problems and the other foot in, in the lab. And, 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 and there was this incredible synergy going back and forth to trying to figure out, a lot of times AT&T led and we had to figure out solutions to AT&T problems. And, and then some of the work in the lab was, well, why did that work? You know, what is the underlying principles or, 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 or themes going on that will re be replicable mm -hmm. for, for the, next, the next problem? And, and, um, and so, you know, so that was very, very, you know, that was very fruitful for me. I mean, I, I, I just, you know, turned out to really, to really thrive in that environment. And, um, and I managed to assemble a team of people who, who were just outstanding. And yeah. um, now, now my last year at at Bell Labs, um, so you know I was a middle manager kind of thing, and 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 we'd had some. I guess we could you could say they were like you know hundred hundred million dollar a year successes mm -hmm. uh, kind of thing and and um and mostly those were you know due to people in the business units that mm -hmm. that, that that we were working with and and man that was so instructive and so much fun and and um and uh, a bit i mean a, you know a, a little vignette sort sort of at the end of that i i um at one point had the opportunity to speak to the head of network mm -hmm. and um and, and he made this interesting comment. He said that, um, he, said that he, he really appreciated the $100 million savings, but now he was better able to manage his department. And that was worth way more than $100 million a year to him, mm -hmm. right? And, 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 and I, I mean, it really was interesting, you know, like the leverage, mm -hmm. right? And, and you know, so, so the ability to run things, I had not thought before, about about data quality in in terms of the ability for a manager to to run things mm -hmm. um right um 
you know, and, and um, I mean, and it's sort of, it's sort of relevant today. We're, we're trying to manage through the coronavirus, and, right? And, and, and we really need, you know, to be able to trust, to have the right data and, 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 and trust that data. But anyway, I mean, so, so my last year at at and it's you know I I really went out on a on a sort of an evangelist mission to mm-hmm. try to to try to interest a lot of others in in what we'd learn in the um, in the access management portion of the business and and once again I was over you know over ten or twelve or, or whatever yeah. it is and I mean it, and and um, and and I had good support. I mean, I had good support up my mm-hmm. up the Bell Labs, up the Bell Labs management mm-hmm. uh, chain. But but anyway, so you know, so at that time, I decided, you know, maybe it was time for me to strike out on my own. And mm-hmm. and that's when I set up this this company um, on you know data quality solutions. Mm-hmm. And um, and so now, and so, you know, we we um, we started about the same time Google did, and Google's. You know, Google's been a little bit more successful than us, but but mm-hmm. you know we've been more successful than I don't know ninety eight percent of the companies that, that that started in in that time. And um, yeah, and, so that's right. great actually. Yeah, one led to the other journey actually. So now you are like uh, president at Data Quality Solutions. So that's a, a, a great journey you started with. So do you want to elaborate more on that part? I mean, let me just say, let me say the other thing I learned. I, I, I think that, that when I started, I, I, was, I was pretty convinced that data quality was a technical problem, mm-hmm. right? you know, that it had something to do with relational databases or mm-hmm. something like that. And, and, um, and, and gradually we learned that it was a management problem as well, mm-hmm. right? I mean, um, relatively mundane technical solutions mm-hmm. with great management will produce mm-hmm. great results. Uh, but great technical solutions with with poor management or mundane management will not produce results, and and so gradually I've become much more of a of a of a management consultant and and really an advisor, um, right? So you know a lot of consultants spend a lot of time with companies. It's, you know I spend two or three days a month with them, kind of kind of kind of thing and, and, and once again I mean the best part for me has just been the terrific people that I've, I've run into and and in financial services who wanted to improve their team's work and, and the oil and gas business and the retail business um, and 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 so forth right the um, the people go into data quality I mean they're really good people yeah so definitely you chosen the right uh, path actually i feel like because uh, right now even though people are talking a lot more about this data science machine learning and ai a lot more comes to the data quality actually you have to spend more than 70 to 80 percent effort to have the quality of a data and then after you can say that okay you will uh, learn like you know train your machine so that is definitely um good area to be in yeah, let, let me let me say something about that. I mean, because I, I I think this is really important. And and okay, so so um, I I don't know for for up to up to say four or five years ago, I was dismissive of AI. Mm-hmm. And the reason I was was I, I we saw the first version of it, or I saw the first version in the early '80s, and people told me, well, that wasn't the first version. The first version was in the '70s or or whatever it was, and AI would pop up. Right, would mm-hmm. pop up sort of eight or ten year intervals, 
and it never went anywhere. Okay. And, um, and so, so I, I, I decided, you know, I would ignore it kind of thing. And then one day I was having a, a conversation with, um, with, with a, 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 a colleague named Alex Boric and, and Alex is now the, um, he's now at, at Volkswagen. Um, and, uh, and, you know, we got to talking about it and, and he said, he said, Tom, you, you, you can't ignore it. And I pushed back really hard and I, I said, well, why is that Alex? And, um, and he, he, I said, what's different? And he, and, you know, and he, he said, well, it's not really the algorithms. He said, but, but now we have computing power. And now we have lots and lots of data, right, kind of thing. And it's, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, who knew it would take a million pictures of cats to train, a, you yeah. know, an algorithm, right, in the 80s, right? Yeah. And, and so now that data is available and it's in, you know, it's in the cloud and people source it and, and stuff like that. And he said, Tom, I'm, you know, I'm worried about quality, but I'd really appreciate it if you would think about this, right? And, and uh, so I respect Alex a lot, and um, and so I decided to do it. And and it was kind of hard to figure it out. I mean, I, I you know I've been around data quality a long time, and, and most things you know in two or three days I you know figured it out. But but this um, this took me a lot longer. And, and then one day I, I woke up and and I said, you know this is scary. This is really you know shut down the entire electric grid in 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 thirty minutes scary and and so so we have been really you know trying to raise the alarm about about that um you know thank goodness uh for for harvard business review we got a great article in there mm -hmm. i don't know a couple years ago called if your data is bad your machine learning tools are useless and what it lays out is all the problems um you know and you mentioned one like if the data is bad well how do you change yeah. you know train the algorithm but, but, but then the next thing is, okay, so you got a good algorithm, but now you turn it loose and you start putting new bad data into it. Mm. You still get bad results, right? So it's not enough to get good data to train the algorithm. You've got to get good data. You've got to get good data going forward. And, um, and, and, and so in this respect, I mean, the, the, the standards for data quality and machine learning are way, way higher. Uh, than 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 in anything else uh anything else we've done so um so you know i'm i'm, I'm so glad that that alex raised that point and, I, and i'm glad you asked me about that if you're listening and you're worrying you know you're doing something with um with machine learning or artificial intelligence focus first on the data yeah yes so thank you so much for sharing Moving towards your like area of expertise, which is data quality. Right. What are the measures of data quality? Uh, what metric we use or how do we define the quality of the data, like high quality data or the low quality data? Yeah, so I mean, here's, here's the way I like to think about that. I mean, in quality, it's, it, there's this concept called a customer. Right? And, 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 and a customer is, is um, some other people may want to use the word stakeholder, but I, I mean, I kind of prefer the term customer, but a customer is somebody who uses the data. And, and, um, and those people could be people who are simply, um, I have a, a little fictitious company I use sometime called Upscale Sweater Company, right? And so people in Upscale Sweater Company use data to, take orders from people who want to buy sweaters 
and deliver those sweaters. And, okay. and so, so there's customers who are just using the data for operations, right? And then they have uh, people who, who may be aggregating the data and using it to, to, you know, to, to make a decision. How many sweaters should we order to stock this store? Kind of, kind of thing, and 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 then um, and then planning purposes, and 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 more and more. You know, this this analytics, right? You know, so okay, well, what what is our what is our volume likely to be in in five years? Mm-hmm. And on that basis, you know, should we be should we be building a new factory? Should we be outsourcing? Right? So, you know, very very you know difficult. Um, difficult problems and and so 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 you know start in quality with this concept of a customer and then and then it's it's the, the data is of high quality if it meets the customer's needs mm-hmm. okay and um, which is very interesting because you know one set of data can be just great for something you're doing and and horrible for 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 what I'm doing um, and um, and so so you know, so to me, quality is a customer is a customer, mm-hmm. um, you know, driven concept. Now, now we can separate it, and and, and loosely, there's there's two dimensions of that, and and that is, is, do you have the right data, right? You know, to 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 sell the sweater or to make the decision or whatever, mm-hmm. and then is the data right? Um, and and so. You know, it, 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 it says the address is, is 10 Main Street, Anytown, USA. Is it really 10 Main Street? All right. And, and so loosely, you know, quality and something loosely, I mean, most of the time it, it, it comes down to these, these two kinds of things. Um, and people jump on, you know, is the data right? Was, you know, nobody ever says, no, I don't need the data to be accurate kind of, kind of thing. So usually things start there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, again, uh, moving to that, actually, it's more over like, you know, how do we achieve the uniformity, like, about the data formats, like, when we have like a multiple data formats, how we can achieve the uniformity across? You mean, you mean, like, how can we get everyone to use yeah, this? Have like a different data formats within the organization, how we can achieve that? Well, so, so, so look, I mean, I, you, you, have, you have two problems. You sort of have the going forward problem, mm-hmm. and, and, um, and then you have the data you've already created mm-hmm. kind of thing. And, and, um, and the only way you're going to solve the going forward problem is, 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 is you're going to start with a customer, right? The customer demands that we have things in, in, in this way, right? And set up some standards and then mm-hmm. communicate it to, people who are creating the data and, and get them to, to agree to, to put the data in those standards. And by the way, it's not just formats. It, it, it could be, you know, we're using English units or, or metric units, mm-hmm. right? Kind of, kind of thing. And, and, um, uh, and, 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 and so, you know, so that's, that's one aspect of the problem. I mean, you know, the other aspect of the problem is this, is this old, you know, transform. Right. And, and transform it's okay. Well, you know, this, this, this person used feet and inches and this person used meters. And, and so, you know, going to the historical data, I mean, you just got to figure out what those relationships are. Um, and it's really, really tedious work. Um, you know, so there's this whole family of work and data called, 
um, ETL, extract, I think it's called extract transform load, right? Um, but you know, it, it's also interesting I, I, within a company, right? That, that you're doing all this transformation. It, that, that, that there's something a little, well, you fail to architect properly in the first place, right? I mean, you know, there's nothing wrong with sitting down and saying, okay, well, and, you know, for, for, for official, you know, official work in this company, we're going to use metric units, right? Um, and, and, and companies have not done that well. They've not invested, right, in, in getting those simple standards um, around, around their, their data that they should. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, when we see about this data cleaning, we do the encryption of the data. So how do you see, is it an advantage or disadvantage when we encrypt the data? Well, it, depend, it depends on, on why you're doing it. There, uh, there are certain times that you must encrypt the data. Mm -hmm. um, so, so look, I mean, people have, have uh, expectations of privacy. Um, and and there are certain analyses that you you you, you must you, you you simply should not do, mm -hmm. right? Uh, unless the data is encrypted. There's there's times when you should be worried about the data being stolen, and keeping it secure. And and encryption is just is just you know a a, a good part of that. Um, I, I, you know I mean I, I mean again it, it gets it comes back to this notion of a sort of a customer and 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 in the customer's eyes what, what's really required uh, kind of thing so um again i mean encryption is it's it's not easy um right and 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 any i, I don't know i mean so, you know you, you say we're going to convert feet to meters and that ought to be easy but people make mistakes doing that all the time um, there's a famous story in, in data quality about a, a Martian lander that was crashed because, you know, one, one team used English units and another used metric units and, and the conversion didn't, didn't go right. Mm -hmm. okay. And then what is like the nowadays, like people talk a lot about cost of the bad data, right? So how, like how, what does the bad data cost? Okay. That's, that's a really important question. Right. So, so, so I don't know, um, 10 or 15 years ago, we, we uh, developed this thing we call the rule of 10 mm -hmm. and, and it goes this way in, in, in uh, I, I use a, a bone as a generic unit of currency. So a bone could be a dollar or a euro or a shekel or right. You know, whatever it is kind of thing or a loony, right. A Canadian dollar. But if it costed, if it cost one bone to complete a simple operation when the date is perfect, then it costs 10 bones to complete that same unit of work when, when the data is bad. And, um, and, 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 and so this, this is the part where we've sort of, in these operations, we've been able to get a, 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 some decent estimates. And so there, you know, sort of, okay, well, you know, get the data quality statistic, apply the rule of 10, and, and you get some, and you get, you know, a, a, an estimate of the quality. Mm -hmm. um, we've also done, you know, some, some work to try to, you know, collect a database of, of how good is the data and, and sort of, you know, 55% is about the average. 
which kind of things. You know, there's some technical stuff in that, which we won't go into, but, but, you know, it's a, basically what it's saying in a lot of basic work, 45% of the time, the data is not perfect. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then, you know, you have this multiplier of 10 on what it costs. And so, so the costs are enormous. And, and, um, and so, so I, I, I don't know, maybe seven or eight years ago, I, I, IBM published a statistic that it, it cost the, uh, the U.S. economy $3 trillion a year. $3 trillion, right? You know, that T word, right? And, uh, yeah. um, right? And then, and, then it's, and then some other people, some, you know, James Price and others in, in Australia have done some work. And, and on a couple of years ago, we synthesized this. And, and, and it all kind of held together the rule of 10, right? The, the, uh, the $3 trillion. And we sort of estimated as a, as a starting point, 20% of revenue, um, in a typical, in a typical company. Um, now let me say this. I mean, I, 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 we don't, we don't know how to put a cost on a bad decision mm-hmm. or, or a bad algorithm or, 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 or things that, you know, that, that, that stretch beyond. And, um, so, so, uh, and I also, by the way, I don't want to say, you know, I don't want to be, well, it's 3 trillion plus or minus a hundred billion. Right. But, but it is, it, and similarly with the 20%, I mean, like, mm-hmm. you know, com- companies vary, but, but it is a huge number. Um, and, and in fact, I mean, the biggest opportunity that, you know, that I know of to improve company performance, um, and, and probably government performance mm-hmm. is to improve data quality. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what do you feel like? Which kind of a projects will get more impacted because of this data quality? Will be more impacted. Yeah, with the with the data quality issue. Well, I mean, look, you know, the, 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 there's impact every day on on, on basic operations. The one thing that people, you know, people in in uh, in in data science and analytics forget, right? They, they think the data is just there for them to play with, mm-hmm. but it's, it's actually there to deliver sweaters to, to customers, right? You know, it's, it's how we do work. We use data to, to do work. And, and, um, and so, you know, so I, you don't really think of that as a project. That's, that's just the, the, um, that's just the ongoing business of the, of the company, the money-making ongoing business mm-hmm. of the company. But I, 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 I mean, uh, let's should, nobody should trust the data. Mm-hmm. And, and they shouldn't trust it for anything. And, and so, you know, what's the impact on that on, on somebody's analytic project or, 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 or somebody's, somebody's AI project? I mean, so, you know, they have to, at the very least, they have to invest an enormous amount of money cleaning up data. Um, and, and, and the standard, I mean, again, the, 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 the more impactful the algorithm or the decision, the more time has to be spent you know doing doing that cleanup yeah yeah Yeah, definitely it is a time consuming thing and uh, when we look about this like you know achieving the data quality within the organizations uh, do would you like to share some of the best practices for the organizations I think that yeah I I, I, look look, I mean I think the first thing is 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 you have to admit you have a problem (laughs) right kind of thing but but the other thing is Here's what I've observed. The root causes of most data quality issues 
are stunningly simple. Okay. Uh, okay. I was, you know, let me give you an example. I mean, this is this, this is kind of one that I, I I think is so instructive. But it takes it takes place in a health clinic, mm-hmm. and 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 the people in the health clinic notice that you know when whenever they had to track down a patient to uh, maybe change his or her medication or reschedule an appointment, get more tests. And, uh, a lot of times it was a pain in the neck, right? And, and they didn't know how much time they wasted or, or, or what was going on and, and um, you know, how much it cost or anything like that. They just knew it was a pain in the neck. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so, so, so one day they, they, you know, they did this thing we call the Friday afternoon measurements. I laid out a bunch of data and stuff like that. And, and um, and they found out that 46% of the, of the reach numbers were obviously wrong. Okay. And so no wonder you were having trouble, right, reaching people. And, and, and so, you know, so they just, they just changed the process. Into, you know, you come into the clinic, it's, oh, good to see you again, you know, Ms. Lamb. What's your cell phone number? And, and, and they got the cell phone number correct right there at, 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 at the very at the very start, okay, and, and, and I don't know, I mean, I see this over and over and over again, right, it's just, just these simple, like, if you, if you dive in, right, you find these, these, these sort of, I don't want to say silly, but, but basic root causes that, that people can eliminate, right, quickly, with no added, added resources or budget. Mm-hmm. Um, now, now at, a, at, at a slightly higher level, the, 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 what you need to make this happen is, is all of us every day, so we don't think about this enough, but we do two things. One, we are customers of data that people give us to do our work, and then we create further, further data, okay? And, and so, so, you know, like in this, this health, this health clinic. Well, who was insisting that the that the reach number be correct? So, well, nobody was, right? And and so part of what was going on was people who needed that stepping into that role. Mm-hmm. I need this number to 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 be correct. Here's why I need it to be correct. And then getting getting it right at the point of creation, right there at the point where where people check into the ho- the uh, in, into the clinic, right? This is where responsibility for getting that, that, mm-hmm. that. All right. And, and so these two simple roles, creator and customer, right, the, the, the getting these roles in place, um, and it's, once you do that, quality goes, you know, up very, very quickly. Um, and, 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 and so that's, you know, that's been a recurring theme, right? And, mm-hmm. You know, and obviously you have to put in metrics and, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, and yeah, and you have to make, make, make the improvements, but, but like from an organizational perspective, mm-hmm. right? You know, and it's, it's, it's by, by the way, I mean, this is one of these things I pointed out all the time that, well, you're simultaneously a customer and a creator and most people, you know, I never thought about it that way, but, but so, so, I mean, it's once it's, you know, they see it, then they know and, and, um, and then, and then, you know, they can step into the, in, into the roles. It's, you know, we, we train a lot of people up with sort of like one or two days of, of quality training and, you know, and, and really good things happen. Um, now, now, of course, by the way, I mean, I, you know, the leadership is so, so important, yes. right? So, 
you know, any, while any team can do this, if you want it to happen across an entire organization, you know, senior, senior yeah. leaders have to be insisting that it do so. Yeah, it's very insightful, actually. So when we talk about this, how do we trade off between the scale and the accuracy? Sorry, how do you do this? How do you trade off between the scale of the data quality and the accuracy? The scale of the data quality? So how do we differentiate that? Like, um, Well, I, I mean, I, you know, the, the, the uh, sort of, again, I mean, this is all driven by customers, right? And, you know, there's, there's, there's things that, that um, you know, they, they define what the accuracy requirements will be. And, and they also, you know, so, I mean, it's a part of your question, I assume, is, well, you know, how many decimal places do I need? Right. Okay. And, 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 um, you know, so thinking in terms of dollars, you know, for, 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 for the CFO um, producing a, a, a 10K, mm-hmm. you know, so within $1,000 is probably okay, mm-hmm. right? But for somebody who's, who's uh, making payment on a, on a purchase order, it has to be penny perfect kind of thing. And, and, and so once again, I mean, the quality is driven by by the, what the customer who's using the data what they need that for yeah so thank you so much for sharing actually the way you are talking it truly shows your interest and the passion and uh, moving to one more question in the data quality space like there are lots of tools coming in now mm-hmm. so how do you see the data visualization tool as the assessment for the data quality do you feel it is like uh, good to have the data visualization tools to assess your data quality or it is always better to go for the other algorithmic approach like well, so, so look, I mean, the, the, the simple answer to that, I mean, it, it, nothing is ever uniformly better than anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, but I, 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 I'm sorry if this answer is long-winded. I, I, I think too many people today are, are sort of enamored of the computer and, mm-hmm. and, and, they, and they see things through the computer and they don't really see them. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and, and visualization, particularly when you take things out of the computer, right, or, 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 or you draw a picture, I mean, is, is, is just so, so helpful. Mm-hmm. Okay, the first measurement we asked people to make, we asked them to make a Friday afternoon okay, and, and whatever your department does, just, just take the, the data, the most important data you need, to do that, right? So if you sign up customers, what data does it take to sign up customers? You sequence genes, what does that take? You know, you check people into the health clinic. We talked about, and, and, and the first visualize, so I asked them to print out, you know, a, a hundred by 15 matrix, right? And, and then sit around, put it out, put it on a big piece of paper and, and you know, and get in a conference room and, and it's called the Friday afternoon measurement. So you do it on Friday afternoon, right? So, but give everybody a red pen, right? And, and just circle the errors, right? And so, you know, mark them up kind of, kind of thing. And, 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 and the eye is, the human eye, particularly people who know what's going on, is remarkably, mm-hmm. remarkably good at spotting errors, right? Um, you know, the, 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 uh, the alternative is sort of, you know, develop a bunch of business rules on what can be valid. I mean, that is so, so much harder. All right. And now the computer can do things at scale, but the human eye is really, really good at, at, at detecting errors. Doesn't mean it detects everything, right? 
But it, it, it turns out that it, it, and then, so the next thing is, is we'll draw pictures mm-hmm. and, 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 and find outliers. Well, right. I mean, you know, and, and, and we're now we're sort of talking more about what an analyst is doing mm-hmm. uh, or, or, or a data scientist. And, and you have to do things to understand what is going on in the data. You have to understand how the data is related to what's going on in, in the real world that's, you know, that, that's, that's creating the data. And when you see, okay, well, we've got this nice, you know, nice concentration of stuff, and then boop, 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 boop over here, um, you know, you got to ask about that, right? Um, and, um, and, and, you know, one of the things that, um, that one of the guys I thought was, uh, was, was really clever was John Tukey. Right. And, and, and John pointed out that sometimes here's the stuff you really want to know. Right. You know, here's the anomalies where where the, the interesting stuff to discover is. So so I, I, I am a big believer in in pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I hope I don't betray how old school I am, but I always draw my first pictures by hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Um, you know, and I, I, I put them on graph paper and. And, um, and, and, and it's, it's not, I don't get better pictures that way, but I get a better feel for the data. Um, and so, so visualize, I mean, I guess what I'm saying is visualization is important, not just in its own right, Mm -hmm. but it helps people understand what's really going on. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. And then uh, moving to the next question, like a couple of weeks back, I did one podcast uh, with one guest, like in the data governance. Mm -hmm. So how data governance is related to the data quality and achieve, like, you know, helps to improve the data quality. Do you like to share anything? So, so, so uh, look, uh, a a lot of, uh, there's a lot of different definitions of data governance running around. Mm -hmm. Okay, and a lot of, you know, people say it's sort of like, you know, data governance is, mm-hmm. is the management approach for, 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 for data quality. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been very disappointed in, in what I've seen people who apply data governance to data quality. Mm-hmm. All right. And, 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 um, and I think the reason is this is, is, so when we talked about, you know, the customers and creators, Mm-hmm. Right, right. It's, it's it's almost like those are the important things happening in, in, in data quality, mm-hmm. right? And and in governance, you you try to put you know too many try to put the effort in the middle, mm-hmm. right? And in data quality, effort belongs on the edges, mm-hmm. uh, right? Um, so and it's so I'm I'm not I I I'm not a big fan of 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 sort of. Of, of sort of that sort of bureaucracy that comes with, with data governance. Data quality properly managed is, is done here, right? Too much data governance um, doesn't focus on that. And I don't know, somebody was telling me too, you know, the other day that they, they had a client who, who like, doesn't like the term data governance. It's, it's, you know, it's too much like control. Mm. Right? Um, it's too much like, you know, being given a curfew when you're a teenager and stuff like that so um so i i I don't know i am i am i am cautious about that okay 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 that's that's fine actually so uh thank you for sharing moving towards the uh you are uh actually you are author of like bunch of books you the you know uh, data quality books 
uh, in the like, which is like, you know, data quality field guide, then data quality information age, data driven profiting from most important assets and data quality management and technology. Right. So it's a huge thing. Like, uh, so uh, would you like to share more about those books and your, you being an author? So, yeah, let me say one thing about, about me being an author. I, I, I got really lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, I got really lucky in about, about 1995. And I, I think I told you that mm-hmm. I was, um, I think I told you that, that we were gradually learning that data quality wasn't so much mm-hmm. a technical problem as a, um, as a management problem. Mm-hmm. And so I sent off, a, I wrote my first article for a management journal and I sent it off to, to Sloan Management Review. And, um, and a couple of weeks later, I, I got a call back from from the editor and, um, and she, you know, she said, Tom, there's, there's some really interesting ideas in here. It's a shame you can't write. Okay. Oh. And, and I mean, it was crestfallen, but, but then what she did, and by the way, I mean, this woman changed my life and, and I'm not sure she'd like to be yeah, cited. Something happened for better. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not sure she'd be like to be cited. So I, I'm not going to name her today, but, but any of it, I mean, she showed me a few simple ways to write better. Um, and, um, and, 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 and sort of, you know, got me thinking much more about communication. And, and eventually I came to realize that I didn't really understand things until I could communicate them in, in a simple way. Right. Um, now that's for the sequence of my books. I mean, so, so one line of the book was we started out and we were just trying to figure out what to do. Right, mm-hmm. you know, how do you do? How do you do the work? And and remember, I was at Bell Labs. You, you know, you write up when 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 you learn, you know, sort of sort sort of how to to do the work. And and um, and and then and then so so my first book or two was was on was on that right. And mm-hmm. and then as we stepped up to the management level, it was, it was well, what are middle managers? Doing? And so, you know, how do you manage, how do you manage um, data coming in from outside the organization, you creation? And so that was kind of like a, a, a middle, a middle management <laughs> book. Um, and then three or four years ago, I, 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 I wrote a book called um, uh, Getting in Front on Data, Who Does What? Oh. And, 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 and that book was to try to answer the question of who. Right. And, 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 and so if there's kind of like, you know, how, what, you know, kind of like, you know, this was the, the, the who kind of thing. And it was really call out customers and creators and not go into detail about how to do the work, but, but layout is best I understood the kind of organization you had to put in place so that you could do data quality at scale across an, an entire organization. Uh, kind of thing, and, and 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 so that was one string of my books. The the, the other the other book you mentioned, uh, data driven, uh, profiting from your most important business assets. Um, so that book, um, that book, this this concept called you know managed data as assets, right? Kind of kind of um, you know began to develop. I'm going to say in I don't know 2004 2000 five kind of thing. And, and I, I had a conversation, you know, with uh, one day with a guy named Luang Yankee, who's, who's at the Air Energy. And he said, Tom, that is a great, that is a great buzz line. What exactly does it mean? 
kind of thing. And so, so, um, so that book, I did that book with Harvard Business School Press, and it was really, you know, terrific. And, mm-hmm. and we tried to explore what it meant to manage something as, as an asset. Um, and, um, and, and so, so that was, that, that's really, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very proud of that book. Yeah, this is like a big achievement actually and I felt like you know you have like a very good reviews everywhere on the publishing side so uh, congratulations on that and I would definitely like to read all those books actually yeah so, uh, actually by the way I wrote one more I mean and let me just quickly mention it and then this one's called the real work of data science and um, and this this stemmed from um, a fellow by the name of Ron Kennett reaching out to me he's a distinguished Israeli statistician we got to talking about when we were successful and when we weren't. Mm-hmm. And we recognized the time we were successful had less to do with how, how good the technical work was, but, mm-hmm. but things like, well, did the decision maker trust us? And, mm-hmm. and did we state the problem correctly and, and, and things like that. And, 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 and so we decided to put our head together and, and, and summarize this. It was a very skinny volume. Right, but this one was aimed at, at really at, at aspiring data scientists mm-hmm. and, and to try to get them out from their computers and, and into these, you know, to these other things. So anyway. Yeah, yeah. that's great actually. So uh, I came across your website, elearning.com, elearningcurve.com actually. So would you like to tell more about it to the audience? But e-learning curve is not my website. Yeah, it is like uh, there are a bunch of good people, like lots of leaders came together. And uh, so, yeah. So look, I mean, I'm not current on e-learning. So uh, e-learning was set up by a fellow by the name of Arkady Medanchik. And and, and Arkady is, you know, I mean, he's he's a really smart guy. And and he had this idea that he wanted to put together a bunch of, of courses that would help people, you know, in the data space. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I contributed a course or two courses, but he's got a lot of good stuff out there. So, um, okay. Sorry, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not uh, current on what Arcady's up to. Okay, no worries. So uh, moving to the, you know, uh, leadership skills, actually, what do you think is important for any person to, to take the leadership or lead the area that person is passionate about? Yeah, and that's a good question. I, I, I mean, for, 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 for me, I, look, I, I try to just be who I am, and, and I try to be as transparent as I can. Um, I, 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 try to, um, I try to be a good listener. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I mean, I, I try to give credit. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, gosh, I mean, I feel like I've learned from so many people. Uh, you know, along the way, and so, you know, and in, 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 in some respects, uh, I mean, I couldn't even, I couldn't even name them all, um, you know, but there was a professor in, in, in when I was in graduate school who just treated everyone so well, and these graduate students aren't always treated well, and he, I mean, he just became my role model there, and then, and then, you know, and I had, a, 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 you know, mentors who, who kind of said, well, in this situation, you know, here's how you want to, here's how you want to, how, how you want to do things. I feel really lucky. And so I don't know. I mean, look, look, what I'm trying to do is, is, is I am trying in, in the, and especially in the data quality space, I, I am doing my best to get the stories, get, get the messages to the audiences 
where I think they will do the most good. And, and I'm trying to get those messages to, you know, to managers and senior managers and, and leaders about how the opportunity there. And I am trying to encourage um, regular people, mm-hmm. right? That they have a future in data. They can make data quality improvements. And gosh, it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to be fun. Um, yeah, for sure, actually. And I just felt like, you know, you are on the right, um, in the like critical kind of a skill set area where people need that skill right now at the moment. And it is, which is like a high in demand. So uh, moving towards like, you know, a leadership style, just to uh, add to it, like, would you like to elaborate on your leadership style or any leader that you follow? You already mentioned that you came across good people and you always like, you know, been lucky, but what is your leadership style? So, so I, 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 I mean, I guess, you know, day in and day out, I don't think of myself in, in, in mm-hmm. that way, but, but, but let me make, make something that I found really helpful. Mm-hmm. And um, at some point I went to, you know, charm school in, in, um, in uh, middle manager school and mm-hmm. at and and, 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 and they, um, the person told this really interesting uh, gave this really interesting example. They started with two circles. And one circle was your span of control. Mm-hmm. And the other circle was your span of influence. Mm-hmm. Right? And, 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 and part of the lesson was, well, what do you want? How do you want these circles to relate to one? Okay? And, and so, you know, like there's people who, who, who want to have absolute control, but only over a few things. Mm-hmm. Right? And so, you know, control... And, and, and their interests aren't very big, and, and, and so their influence, you know, doesn't mm-hmm. have to be very big. And then there's other people who want to, you know, have control over, like, a whole factory kind of thing, mm-hmm. right? that kind of thing. And they don't think about influence beyond that, mm-hmm. you know, at, at all. But, but, but for me, you know, what I, what I recognized was, um, you know, my ideal would be my control would be a dot, right? Mm-hmm. Barely visible. And my influence would be as as big as it could possibly be, um, and and so you know so that's how I think about you know th- think think about things and and you know, and, and you know the way I work is I try to be more influential, mm-hmm. and I try to be more influential in places that you know will will and that shows will, actually you are more wise as well. So thank you so much for sharing this and uh, moving to the end of this podcast. The last question is any advice or tips would you like to give to the students or professionals who are looking to build their career in this data field? Oh, so look, I mean, I think if you're, if you're going to build a career in the data field, I'm so, you know, you're lucky, right? I mean, now's the time to, 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 to be in, in, in the data field. And, and, um, but I, 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 I have the following worry and mm-hmm. the, um, you know, the, the, uh, and, and the failure rate of data science projects is too high. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and, and, and I, you know, I can't prove this, but my sense is, is that too many data scientists, particularly when you get right out of school, mm-hmm. you know, you want to sit at your terminal and analyze the data, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and it is tempting to do that instead of going out and building your network and, and working with people and gaining the trust of decision makers and, and, and so forth. And, and so, so, so I, would, I would encourage people to like, like 
measure your impact not by how clever your analysis was, mm-hmm. but how much how much good you did for your company or your company's cust- customers, right? And so how much of it was 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 really used, right? A, a very clever analysis that is never used, that it's too clever for people to understand, is not near as valuable as a mundane one mm-hmm. that, 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 you know, tens or hundreds of people benefit from. Um, and, and so, you know, look, if in, in, in the data space, I mean, it is easy right now to, to, to sort of carve out a niche sitting at your computer, but mm-hmm. it's bigger than that, right? Think, think, about, think about impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is really very wise advice. And I feel like, you know, I had uh, got so many insights about how the data world is working. So thank you so much for being guest on my podcast and all your time and providing your uh, advices as well as, you know, your experiences, sharing the experience. You have a lot more like, you know, you have achieved. So I, I completely got inspired talking to you and definitely I feel that audience will like it as well. So thank you so much for all your time. Well, thank you, Alicia. Thank you for thinking of me and, 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 and thank you for this, uh, this discussion and, and, and good luck to you and, and good luck to your listeners. Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. And I will definitely stay connected. Also, I will provide your details uh, in this post as well when I publish this episode so that, you know, people who would like to connect with you directly, they can connect and, you know, ask the questions if they have any around the data. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, Hope uh, all of you enjoyed this this episode. And until we meet, happy leading. Let's lead together. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.